Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. I'm Jim, joined as always by Tom. Tom, how you doing? Jim, what's up, dude? Great to be with you. Absolutely. Episode 129 um, of this show. I just had a message come across my phone from you, but now I know what it was. Um, Multitasking. Multitasking. (laughs) First Fantasy Wrestling League mention of the day. Our Fantasy Wrestling League is drafting currently for next season. And uh, Tom was alerting our friend Mike that he's up. So uh, that means it'll be a little while, just not too long, and it'll be my turn again. So I got to start thinking about who I want. We're getting into those last rounds where it's kind of, I, I don't know, my queue is getting a little thin, but yet there's still plenty of people that as I look at them, I'm like, oh, that person, eh, maybe that person. Uh, well, the two picks I just made, and we're in rounds, what, 17 and 18? Uh, I think so, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I... I don't know. Maybe either I'm a sucker or I'm going to get lucky. So yeah, those, those are nice. Probably, picks, they, probably, they were people I've been. They were people I've been looking at and thinking. Uh, ah, there's reasons on both of them why I didn't yet, but um, again, not our fantasy wrestling league podcast. So, um, so today uh, we've got a few different things. Uh, we've got the biggest thing is our Ring of Honor final battle uh, picks for our head-to-head and then uh yeah we're going to talk about some stuff uh towards the end of the show as well but um tom do you have the standings up i'm just pulling them up here where we i do yes yeah. so we 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 couldn't connect last week because i had uh death in the family and we had family in town and we had arrangements and a celebration of life so that was that was wonderful and um while death is not a happy thing um, the life we celebrated was a 98-year-old life, so um, definitely uh, greater than that person is on the other side of it than still here on Earth. Um, so, yeah, so we did our picks uh, online uh, for Deadline. And, uh, you and I on- very uh, astutely did not put them on Twitter for anybody to see. So. It's all good. You went four and three. I went three and four. Um, I barely got a chance to make those picks on Saturday. I appreciate that you nudged me uh, because I had, again, all of the family stuff going on. Um, so with your outcome there, you it brings our total entering today. Um, you're 70 and 28 on the year, and I'm 69 and 29. So a one-match difference with final battle picks today and then world's end picks uh Two weeks from today. Two weeks. And those will be on Twitter, uh, just to let everybody know. And I will post them. I promise. Really, I will. Um, yeah, no, I knew you had the stuff going on. Obviously, we had connected, and I knew what was going on with your family that day. And I, it got to be about, I don't know, half an hour before the show was going to start. And I was like, oh, Tom, <laughs> we 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 can't have head-to-head end like this. Like, you know, or you, because that would have that would have put you behind the eight ball so far that, you know, you'd have just had to let me make picks first and pick the other person every time and hope it worked out for you. Um, <clears throat> so I, I didn't want to see that become a thing. Or we'd have had to just throw that show out, which maybe we could have done too. But um, but I'm glad we didn't because uh, I picked Kiana James. So uh, and, and so I'll give you my quick insight as to why I picked Kiana James. Before I made my picks, I had seen a report that, is it Izzy Dame, I think is her name, was going to be involved in that cage match. It didn't say with who or, or anything like that, but in my head I thought, well, it would make sense for her to help whoever this Izzy Dame is. And I, I'm so far behind on NXT, you know, I'm not sure. Um, but I thought to help the heel, you know, overcome made sense. So that was like, without knowing that was what was going to happen, that was the piece of information that made me think, eh, probably Kiana James. 
Um, and, and also the thought that Roxanne Perez could be moving up to the main roster um, in the not too distant future, I would think maybe by rumble, but we'll see. So anyways, that was our difference, uh, main difference and a uh, little frustrated that, uh, that Dominic Mysterio lost the title. Excuse me. I fully expected him to lose it to Wesley. Wesley, uh, obviously with a back injury, it sounds like he's going to be out a long time, uh, which is really, really too bad for Wesley because I think he was finally really getting that chance to come into his own. So best wishes to him. But Dragon Lee, your new NXT North American champion for at least a little while, we'll see since he's also featured on SmackDown uh, at this point. So, but will but, he now be right? Like, <laughs> I mean, Dominic was you know on 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 every brand basically. So uh, you know that's kind of I, I kind of like I guess that it's not hard split either. If you either either do it or don't. On the on the split, and you know they're they're blending the lines and doing it non-offensive ways this time. So, well, let's talk final battle. We've got nine matches to pick uh, because all of a sudden yesterday, Tony Khan realized he had a show on Friday night and decided to finish booking it. Um, we've talked about this numerous times, and it reared its head here again. Um, Tom, are you? Well, before we jump into matches, uh, are you planning on watching final battle? Uh Probably not, but that could change. Um, I have not subscribed or resubscribed to Honor Club. I guess I would say subscribe because I, in my past uh, Honor Club iteration, it wasn't under uh, Tony Khan's rule. Ha ha ha! Tony Khan, the rule of the rule of the rule of Khan. Um, so as of this moment in time, no. However, um, we had basketball plans change tonight, and my wife is under the weather. So those two things may push me to do it but we'll see you know what i'm, I'm kind of in the same boat uh i've had until last night nine trivia gigs in a row and then last night was our holiday open house at my real job um which kept me out until i got i think i left there a little after eight um which isn't you know super late but still you know another night of not being home at you know 5 30 or 6 or whatever um, my wife is also under the weather. So, um, originally I would have said no, because after 10 straight nights of not being home, uh, you know, if I said, I'm going to go downstairs for three hours, four hours and watch ring of honor, um, I might as well just stay out and not, you know, not come back for the next <laughs> nights. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but I don't know. We'll see how that goes. You know, with it being only 10 bucks to, to resubscribe to honor club, um, and getting to see the show, a last minute decision is possible on those kind of, on that kind of thing. So, um, so we'll see if I see it, but Tom, you're going to get the first pick. And uh, I don't know if this is on zero hour or not. I didn't even know this match was there until I saw you would put it in our fantasy wrestling league pickums. Uh, so super late ad um, from, from uh, Tony Khan, but the outrunners of turbo Floyd and truth Magnum. Do I have those? Yeah, it's, it's Turbo Floyd, not Turbo Magnum. Yeah. Um, versus, I can never remember the other, yeah, anyways. Versus Ross Von Erich and Marshall Von Erich, the Von Erichs. So if, <laughs> this is, I, I love that we're starting here because, of course, like the Outrunners are, I think, a really solid team. They could be something more. Uh, and I think there's been ebbs and flows. I, you know, for those watching on YouTube, I'm using my hands to like make a wave type motion for the ebb and the flow. And this could be the starting point for them. That being said, this is in the greater Dallas area, uh, and because of world class championship wrestling, 
the Von Erich connection and Iron Claw movie coming out a week from today. Uh, again, having the Von Erichs have the rub here is is the right thing to do. They're also on Rampage tonight, so they're going to appear two places at one time. Um, so Von Erichs all the way. Yeah, and, and is Rampage on its regular time tonight at nine o'clock? Ten o'clock your time? I think so. Yeah, so they're they're competing against each other. Um, Bring them on in AEW tonight, which is, I, you know, sometimes it's going to happen. We we've talked about it before, but yeah, um, not a whole lot to say here. The Outrunners are a fun, very '80s tag team to me, um, and and I like that because, of course, Golden Era, you know, wrestling is kind of my my bread and butter. What I grew up on, you know, of course, yes, Attitude Era and all of that too. But what I the nostalgia feels really hit me with with '80s Golden Era kind of wrestling. So I I love the Outrunners in that respect that they very they would fit and and. Obviously, that's their gimmick. They would very much fit in the 1980s tag team scene. Uh, so I love them for that. But there ain't no way they're beating the Von Erics in Dallas, in the greater Dallas area. Uh, like you said, a week before the movie and everything. Yeah. Sorry. That that's that will get my nine when I make the picks in a little later on today uh, for this show. Uh, then we go to the AAA Mega Championship. Triple A Mega Championship. El Hijo del Vikingo. Uh, defense versus Black Tarus. Uh, <clears throat> so, Vikingo to me is interesting because he was like red hot at the beginning of the year. You know, he had five or six matches over WrestleMania weekend. Uh, you know, he came in and wrestled Kenny Omega. And and now I feel like he's really an afterthought in AEW. And I think par- part of that might be probably the constraints I would assume Tony Khan has as far as booking him, you know, whether he can win or lose and those kinds of things. Um, and that's just me kind of guessing. I have absolutely zero. I haven't read that or heard that anywhere, but I don't know. Vikingo feels like a guy who was like one of the hottest acts in wrestling this spring. And now is just like, like when they announced this match, I was like, oh, that's right. He's still the AAA champion and he's having his first singles match in what feels like forever on an AEW Ring of Honor show. Well, and just to check, like, didn't he and Kenny Omega have like that, like, uh, match in like May, April, May, March of this yeah, year? Yeah. Like after WrestleMania weekend, I feel and like, it, yeah. and it feels like it was so long ago, but it was literally maybe nine months ago. It's it's crazy, right? It feels like a different world. Yeah, complete. It does. It does. And and Vikingo feels like he's in that different world. Uh, there's no way he's losing the AAA like, AAA championship on a Ring of Honor final battle. Um, that's just not happening. Um, and I I don't know in the AAA world where Black Truce uh, stands. I think he's a, a good worker. I really enjoy his stuff, and I think his look is so cool. Um, I still haven't ordered his uh, the the figure that uh, Boss Fight Studios put out of him. I'd like to though, not because I necessarily see a whole lot of Black Truce matches, but it just looks really cool because he's very, uh, as some people say, toyetic um, in his look. So, but there's no way he's winning here. Vikingo is my pick. Yeah, same. Vikingo definitely gets the W here. One thing I think that you know, in my limited in my zero watching of Ring of Honor, uh, uh, other than what I saw when I watched on tape TV, which we talked about a few episodes back, a staple that I've noticed at their at their pay per views is they've definitely given an emphasis and the spotlight to lucha based performers, whether it be this match here or Commander, uh, Vikingo in the past, Gravity, uh, maybe Bandito in the past. So uh, that could be something where they like. Again, if they tried, that could be more of a focus. But again, it's just never gotten steam. I don't trust that today begins that process. But if it does, great. 
I, I hear you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, don't get me wrong. This will be fun. You know, for anybody who watches the show, I think if you like uh, Lucha Libre and you like that style, I think you're going to enjoy this match. Um, <clears throat> Tom, you get the next pick, uh, the first pick, I should say, on the next match. The six-man tag team title match added late last night. The Mogul Embassy, Brian Cage, Bishop Khan, and Toa Leona defend against the Mighty Don't Kneel. I believe from the picture, it's Shane Haste, Kosei Fujita, and Bad Dude Tito. I didn't see Mikey Nichols if I saw it right. I'm so glad that you knew how who to identify in the picture because I couldn't. I, a bad dude, Tito, I think, was the only guy I knew. Um, so, yeah, great. Uh, it doesn't matter who you line up against the Mogul Embassy. They're not losing the titles tonight. The Mogul, the Mogul Embassy is retaining the titles. And thank goodness, my pickup, again, here's here's that fantasy wrestling conversation. I picked up Tolo Leona, and then he went to the World Tag League. And so I've got nothing from him except for a negative one point. So thank you, thank you, Toa. I will gain points from you tonight. Yeah, they didn't win a whole lot of matches, I don't think, in the World Tag League, if I remember right, which we don't score the World Tag League. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with you. The Mogul Embassy is keeping the belts. They're, they're, they're not losing them to the Mighty Don't Kneel. Even though I like Shane Hayes a lot, I thought he was criminally underrated or underutilized as Slapjack in Retribution. There we go. There it is, Retribution. Got to get one in. Um, you know, and I, I think Haste and Nichols as a tag team are really good, too. I always enjoyed them in, in WWE and, and New Japan and other places as well. Ring of Honor. Um, but, uh, yeah, they went in the belts here. Uh, and especially this trio of them, because it feels like Haste and Nichols should be a part of it if it's, you know, a real trio that's going to hold belts. So uh, Keith Lee versus Shane Taylor uh, is our next match, which I have to admit, if I was going to see this show, um, <clears throat> intrigues me. You know, the Pretty Boy Killers uh, from back in the day. I remember, I believe it was Atlanta. Could have been Phoenix, but I think it was Atlanta. Um, seeing these guys on the pre-show from Ring of Honor uh, for a Ring of Honor show over WrestleMania weekend. Uh, and I couldn't tell you who they wrestled anymore. I'd have to look that up, and I'm not going to, um, because I don't even remember if it was Atlanta or Phoenix for sure. Uh, but I was at both of those. And, um, and then to see where they've come, you know, is that... I think it's interesting here, though, that we did th this match uh, because when the Ring of Honor TV title uh, was vacated by Samoa Joe and they announced <clears throat> that there was going to be, I think it was when they announced there was going to be an announcement about the future of the TV title and how they'd solve that, uh, Shane Taylor had tweeted, there better not be um, an announcement about the TV title that doesn't include my name. So I kind of felt like he was the most likely guy to end up winning the survival of the fittest, and then he's not even in it. Um, so, uh, oh, Annette just said it was Dallas, actually, where Pretty Boy Killers were on the pre-show. So it wasn't Atlanta, it wasn't Phoenix, it was Dallas. I was there, too. Um, so so that's, uh, and actually, now that she says that, yep, yep, because, yeah, there's reasons I remember that Dallas show. So um, so Keith Lee, Shane Taylor is is the match. Um, I, I'm interested, I would be interested in seeing this one. I think these two guys, because they've got such history, are going to put together a really good match. I think they're going to beat Tar out of each other. Uh, in the world of AEW, which influences Ring of Honor, we've seen that time and time again. Uh, Keith Lee is above Shane Taylor. So as much as I think Shane Taylor really could use this win, I'm going Keith Lee. All right. I mean, that's that's a fair pick, and that's a, and that's a good pick. I, again, I'm going to go back to, okay, who are we, who are we going to focus on uh, in, in Ring of Honor? It seems like... Shane Taylor 
is more of a Ring of Honor staple than Keith Lee? Or is this, again, the launching spot for Keith Lee to get Ring of Honor um, uh, solidified, for lack of a better term? So it was interesting, Jim. I went ahead and I and I always like to do this because it might. I'm glad that you had the recall from Dallas. I don't. I know I was there too. I don't remember see, we're seeing the Pretty Boy Killers. I, I remember seeing them. I didn't have the Dallas part. That was a net to help. Us out on the no, part. but for sure. But like again, both of those facts uh, or truths were not were lost on me. I am wearing in honor of us the shirt. One of the shirts I bought during that weekend that we were in Dallas. Uh, this is from Magnolia, so not wrestling related, but it's all good. Um, a year ago at Final Battle, it was Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee swerving our glory versus Shane Taylor and J.D. Griffey from Shane Taylor Promotions. Uh, interesting that that was the match a year ago at Final Battle and now this singles match today. Uh, to your point and to that tweet that Shane Taylor made, and I know we'll talk about the survival of the fittest coming up later. That could be a spot where Shane Taylor gets back in, perhaps. Uh, and and under that context, uh, if he if he were to be there and maybe win the title, which I think would be a, a, a positive move for Ring of Honor and for him, him him losing here makes the most sense because when you lose and then you win a title, you have an, a built-in challenger. Uh, so as much as I want to pick Shane Taylor because I think he's the more homegrown, Keith Lee is the is the star. He's he's big, a bigger name right now and. Um, unless you're going to use this, which I just don't trust Tony Khan to use this for for building up Shane Taylor in this match, I also go with Keith Lee. Yeah, and and I hear your your comments of well, who you're going to focus on Ring of Honor. I just don't feel like he's booked that way. Um, Tony Khan, he uh, there like the number of times where it's been like, well, we could focus on that guy in Ring of Honor, but this is the AW star, so we're going to give him. You know, uh, the Ring of Honor tag team titles are a perfect example of that. You know, they could be building the Ring of Honor tag team division, and yet they're still on MJF and and Adam Cole, who Adam Cole's hurt. Who knows when he's coming back, hopefully soon, since I drafted him in this this season 17 draft uh, for a fantasy wrestling league. Uh, and, uh, you know, MJF has his own stuff going on and is and is injured in his own right, has some, some banged up uh, things going on. So, you know, I, I, it just doesn't seem like how Tony Khan books. So, uh so, Tom, you get the first pick on the pure title match, uh, which was added again last night, as much of this card was. Wheeler Yuta defends against filthy Tom Lawler. Again, interestingly enough, a year ago, Wheeler Yuta won the pure title, and here he is now entering as the pure champion. You have doing research all of a sudden on this show. Like, what? when did we start doing research? I just thought, I, here's the thing. I really wanted to go, like, what has Ring of Honor looked like a year ago and now? So that was my point of reference, not the research component. But I appreciate that you're calling that out because, you know, we mon <laughs> monkeys can evolve, if you will. Um, there you go. So, so I, I, make this, I make that comment and the previous comment about, like, the, 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 the one-year kind of, like, benchmark, if you will. Just to kind of say, like, what if someone watched Ring of Honor a year ago and then tuned back in today but saw nothing in between, right? Like, like some of these things, like, are natural connecting points. Um, it's Wheeler Yuta all the way. There's not a chance in heck that he's going to lose this title. This is, again, we'll go back to fantasy wrestling. We do pick-ems there as well with confidence points. This is the highest confidence points without question. Yeah, I mean, I have to put a, a 9 on one and an 8 on another, but the Von Erickson this are my my biggest one. So, yeah, Wheeler Yuta's keeping the title. We're not They're, they're not putting it on Tom Lawler. Um, Yuta's part of Blackpool Combat Club. Tom Lawler's not signed, to the best of our knowledge. Um, 
you know, Lawler's featured in MLW again, actually now within the, the world Titan Federation, um, which is just I'm a quick aside. We don't really talk MLW on here that much because neither of us have time to watch it. But WTF, great name for a stable, a heel stable. World Titan Federation, a clear nod to the WWE, who they were embroiled in a lawsuit with until just earlier this week. Like, Court Bauer, I got to tip my cap to you on that one. It's just, that's that's some good stuff. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Um, but Wheeler Yuta, Wheeler Yuta all the way. Uh, okay, you and I don't watch Ring of Honor week to week. Um, we've made that clear before. Here's a match that I, I kind of understand why it's happening, and yet I look at it and I'm like, is this Rampage? Because I feel like that's maybe where this match could happen, or like Dark from back in the day. An I quit match between Ethan Page and Tony Nese. This is arguably, before you make your pick, the most um, storyline-driven match uh, outside of the women's title on this entire card. Outside of the women, I would agree with Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Probably not arguably. <laughs> no, no, it, it's, it's not arguably. Yeah, I, I misused that statement quite a bit. Um, you know, Keith Lee, Shane Taylor, they've done a little bit of a build for, you know, so there has been some there. But yeah, this has been built for a while. I, I have said before on this uh, this podcast, Ethan Page just does not connect for me. And I don't know why. And I kind of feel, I don't want to say bad about that because I shouldn't feel bad about who I like or don't like. But like, he seems like a super nice guy. He works really hard. He works super hard at promoting himself and his and his vlog and his you know all of that kind of stuff like i have a lot of respect for the guy i just don't know why he doesn't connect for me as a character and i've never quite understood that um tony niece is a guy who i used to really like back in like the evolved days and when he first was in um wwe and as the cruiserweight champ and all of that i really enjoyed niece there um it hasn't connected for me in aew but again he's been more featured probably on ring of honor i feel like and I haven't been watching Ring of Honor, so that's that's just probably the problem there with Nice. Um, I, you know, it's a stipulation match. It feels like the blow-off to whatever their feud is. I, I'm going to go Ethan Page. And yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, well, and again, I think when we talked again, like when we did like kind of the roster analysis or like what if we were given the, the book for Ring of Honor, what would we do? These two guys are a good example of like if Ring of Honor was more than it is, like this as a platform for them. And, and again, and, and to credit, they've used it to get to us to this point and they've, they've, they've told some sort of story. Not compelling enough for me to plunk down ten dollars to tune in, but nonetheless, it's it still is it, it's progress. So kudos, kudos in that regard. Um, I I I feel to an extent how you feel about Ethan Page, but I think I I like him a little bit more. Here's what I'm not happy about, and this is not related to Ring of Honor at all. But Ethan Page lost to Kenny Omega on Collision last week. You didn't have to do that. I know. I know they connected a storyline that his ribs were hurt by knees to that match. Fine. You didn't have to have him take a loss to Kenny Omega, though. Like even even though that's that's a loss that no one should be shameful about. Right. Like like use someone else in that spot. Don't like protect both these guys going into this, so that way when someone wins here, it actually feels a little bit more. Um. Yeah. Page is my pick. If I didn't already say that out loud. And I will. I will tip my hat to the fact that. Um, you know, Tony Khan himself appeared on Ring of Honor television to do the contract signing, um, you know, for this instead of having Jerry Lynn or um, 
Stokely Hathaway, you know, who are both on the quote unquote the board of directors, um, which would have made some sense. So, like, you know, I guess he was trying to put a little more gravitas behind this or whatever you want to say, like, uh, which kudos because Khan doesn't appear on Ring of Honor TV that often, frankly, uh, from what I, you know, I do read the results um, and I don't see his name pop up and he doesn't appear on AEW that often except to make, I'm doing air quotes for those not watching on YouTube, major announcements, um, which again, we've said before, stop, just stop. Um, so yeah, Tom, you get the first pick on the match that frankly in ring would be the match I'm, I would look most forward to seeing uh, tonight. And, and some emotion behind it as well. Blackpool Combat Club of Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley, and Brian Danielson returning to Ring of Honor uh, to take on FTR, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler, and their partner, Mark Briscoe. Um, this is a ode to the dog collar match from a year ago, um, you know, and obviously in memory of Jay Briscoe, who we lost uh, in January of this year. Uh, so lots of emotion in this match, and six of the best uh, going ahead in a, in a trios match, six man match, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, Tom, you get the first pick on on this one. Yeah, this is tough and 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 tough to pick. I mean, it's an amazing match. I love the emotion, and I love the connection. Is it weird that I think that John Moxley is too big for this match? Nope, because I originally had had when I was typing this into like I think the upcoming matches or whatever. I hadn't seen the the graphic and and I was behind. That was while I was really behind on AEW, which I'm now just a little behind on AEW. Um, but um, I, I had typed Claudio Wheeler and Brian Danielson. Like I just assumed Mox wasn't working working this match. Um, of course, they hadn't announced the Wheeler Uta match because that got announced last night. Um, so yeah, no, I I did not. Yeah, didn't expect didn't did, and I think. Was Wheeler Yuta standing with Danielson when Danielson announced this match or like made the challenge? I feel like he was, or was it Claudio? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I have to go back and watch the AW. Uh, anyways, I felt like it was Wheeler, which made it made me think that. But yeah, no, I hear you on the Mox thing. And so, like, it's hard to pick this match for me personally because there's the team I think that should win because of the big picture and the ongoing story. And I think there's the team that wouldn't mind losing again wrestling is scripted everyone we know this but <laughs> um like everyone's fighting for a reason and again if you're fighting for jay briscoe you would think that like that would be what is needed for ftr and mark briscoe to pull out the victory but they shouldn't win here but where yeah. that happened and that's and that's where i'm super conflicted so um I have a hard time thinking of who in the BCC takes this pinfall, even though I know like Brian Danielson is like the most selfless person and like can take a loss anytime, anywhere to anyone and not have that impact him. Uh, the other component too is everyone in the BCC um, is in the Continental Classic round robin and they're all still alive. Uh, and Mox, are you caught up on Wednesday or no? Uh, I'm aware of results. Okay, so like Mox is clearly the front runner in the in the Gold League, um, and, and and Danielson and Claudio are still alive in the Blue League. Briscoe's out of it, but that that that's an, a moot point here because his purpose in this match is to in memory of his brother Jay. Um, I talked a lot about and gave a lot of just you know logistics, contextual things. I'm going BCC. I feel like that's a 55-45 pick for me, but. I think that's the right move. I think Tony Khan has shown too, like he does go with like 
the stars more so than not. Let's hope that's the case tonight. Everything you just said would be what I would say about this match as well. Um, all of that struggle of trying to figure it out because it feels like Mark Briscoe should get the pin in this match. But And, and I won't be shocked if he does. Like, if, if we either of us see the show or we read the results later tonight and Mark Briscoe pins Brian Danielson, like, I wouldn't be totally stunned, to be 100% honest, because of everything you said. I think Danielson would be the most likely to take that fall because he is the most selfless. Any one of those three guys could take the fall in their Teflon. Like, even though they are all alive in the Continental Classic, like, I don't think it would hurt any one of the three of them, given what this match is and that sort of a thing. I think this match almost could exist in its own universe, you know, and not affect other things. My only request of Tony Khan, if you're going to put the Blackpool Combat Club over, and I'm okay with that decision, beat FTR. Don't pin Mark Briscoe. Yep. Um, yep. Hey, give Mark a win or two every once in a while in AEW for the love of Pete. The guy is awesome. And, you know, um, but yeah, don't, please don't, in this match where you're honoring Jay, don't pin Mark. Um, pin, again, Harwood and Wheeler, they're fine. They can get, they, especially to this trio, they could take a loss and it ain't hurting them at all. Um, and they're not really in the title picture right now anyways uh, with, with everything going on. So I'm going to go Blackpool Comic Club as well, but I won't be stunned if we're wrong because you and I in our heart of hearts both think it should go the other way. It's just when you're making picks, you're using your head, not your heart. Um, and, and both of us, I think, our head is telling us Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, now comes the most interesting one, and I think the most uh, likely, uh, okay, with the two matches left, the only chance that you and I are going to make a different pick in this show, uh, because I think we're both going the same direction in the main event. Uh, the survival of the fittest match, love that, uh, for the Ring of Honor TV title. Love that that's how they're deciding it. Dalton Castle versus Commander versus Lee Johnson versus Lee Moriarty versus Kyle Fletcher versus TBA. Now, let's set a ground rule here really quick, especially after something you said earlier. If we pick TBA, do we have to name the person that TBA is? No, uh, no. If you pick TBA, you get whoever that, that spot is. Whoever that person spot. is. So if it is... You can, you can expect... Or if it's Turbo Floyd, you get... Did you that. say Hulk Hogan? I did. I threw Hulk Hogan in there. I did. <laughs> I mean, Ric Flair showed up in AEW, so why can't Hogan show up in Ring of Honor? Right. It could happen, right? Um, yeah, I went. I was trying to pick like two polar opposites, and I thought Hulk Hogan and Turbo Floyd felt like the most obvious in that moment. Um, okay, so if TBA does, so yeah, it is my pick first. That's right. Um, I didn't want to jump in front of you if it was yours. So okay, let's just talk through these really quick. I don't think Dalton Castle wins the TV title. I just don't think they focus on him at all. Um, you know, there's any one of these guys, I won't be hundred percent stunned if they win. Like there's not somebody in here that like a turbo Floyd that I'm like, well, there's no chance they're winning all of these people. I would give a chance, but I just don't. It's not commander you're kinder than I am. <laughs> okay. Commander. I would actually like to see that. I just don't see it. Um, he's somebody I wish they would get behind a little bit more. Cause I really do like him. Um, you know, Lee Johnson. Okay, if I'm putting my lowest, it's on Lee Johnson. Okay, um, thank, thank you, thank you. <laughs> poor, poor guy. He gets married, and then his wife comes back and gets the TBS title. He comes back and he's food for the food for the sharks. He's probably the first one out in this match. I'm assuming. Uh, Lee Moriarty. I'm going to talk about in just a second. Kyle Fletcher. 
all depends on Mark Davis, how long he's out. You know, if Davis is out for a little while, I, you know, Fletcher could win the title here and have a short run as a TV champ and, and do some stuff. I like Fletcher a lot. That would be okay. Um, I don't need Annette winning any more points. Sorry, Annette. Um, all love to you, but uh, stop whooping the rest of us, will you? Come on. Um, so um, there's that. And then there's TVA. So I think the two for me that are most likely are Lee Moriarty or TVA. And Moriarty, uh, I've been thinking about because if Shane Taylor does not end up in this spot, and I hadn't really thought about that until you said it. So now you've had my brain going, Tom. Um I thought Moriarty winning and Shane being his mentor because he's a part of Shane Taylor promotions, teaching him how to be the best TV champ he could, could be an interesting story to tell. Um, and eventually maybe it becomes where, you know, Shane Taylor becomes overbearing and then Lee Moriarty breaks away. But I, it feels a little early to even start that story because Lee Moriarty just joined Shane Taylor promotions in the last, you know, month or two. I don't I'd have to look back. Um, I think the fact that they, and even before you said the Shane Taylor thing, I think the fact that they haven't announced that last person, and I went back and read Ring of Honor results from last night to make sure that hadn't been determined, I, I do think is a tip of the cap that whoever's coming in is going, and and the fact that none of these people seem like, oh, there it is. That's, that's the person they're going to put the TV title on. Um, so I'm going TBA. I hadn't thought of Shane Taylor. Um, that That's an interesting one. Um, I guess I hadn't really given a lot of thought to who TBA would be, just that it's going to be some sort of a surprise. Um, and, I, you know, I, I don't know how you do it based off the six-man, but I, I still think Mark Briscoe as TV champion would be really good. Um, again, I don't know how that would happen, given the match that he's already involved in. Um, but... Again, it's scripted. They can come up with a storyline reason. Um, you know, maybe Mark, maybe Mark, okay, really crazy thought just came into my head. Maybe Mark does take the loss in the six man and then goes and talks to Tony Khan and says, I have to avenge my brother. You know, I have to, you know, honor him. I can't, that can't be how this ends. Put me in the survival of the fittest and he wins the title. I don't know. I'm just throwing a funny idea or a strange idea out there. Um, because he was about the only person that had crossed my mind at night, but I didn't know how to get him there from what they're doing. So maybe I just came up with the story. Yeah. TVA. TVA. Yep. And here's the thing. If if we weren't so close, I might be willing to risk a pick here. I'm with you that like for me it, before TVA and it became today confirmed it was a mystery person or an unknown. Um, and again, I, 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 I clearly, I like my Shane Taylor idea. Or I wouldn't have offered it up. My other one that I was holding on, but you just opened that door and kicked it open. Uh, big time <laughs> with, with, with a kangaroo kick of all things was Mark Briscoe and is Mark Briscoe. Uh, if, and again, and it doesn't have to be either of those, but I think there's great storytelling that you could do with each if they're in this match. Um, Shane Taylor, because of the history with the TV title, Mark Briscoe, just because of the Ring of Honor history. And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Mark Briscoe slated to face Kingston for the Ring of Honor world title? All of that, those things changed this summer. Mark Briscoe had, had, had good showings in the Continental Classic Tournament, but is out of it. But here's a good way to reignite him and then make him a focal point of Ring of Honor into the new year. Uh, Again, I'm with you. Castle, Johnson, Com Commander, not a chance, in my opinion. If those three come out, then I guess I'm going to start playing the lottery. Um, I, I like the idea of Lee Moriarty quite a bit. I've, all, I've been, been a big fan of him for a while. I think he deserves a bigger, brighter, broader, better platform. I also really thought about Kyle Fletcher. I thought him as a singles and given a run here 
was a really good move, is a really good move. Uh, again, because of the strategy of our pickums and because we're so close, I'm also going to go TBA. And I'm actually now hoping more so than anything that it does end up being Mark Briscoe because I was feeling that way before you outlined it. But then as you outlined it, I love the way that you described it. Yeah, as much as I said, don't beat him, all of a sudden it came into my head like, wait a minute, there could be a way that could work. Well, um, and I think pro wrestling storytelling, back to my comment in one of the other matches earlier today, like, and clearly good memory, it's been like 30 minutes, um, <laughs> beating someone and then having them win a title gives you a built-in challenger. Yeah, that was in the Shane Taylor key. Yes, it was. I realized that after I said it out loud, I was like, come on, dummy. I haven't eaten. I've only had coffee today for what it's worth. So I need brain fuel. Annette said Mark or Kyle both work for her. She has Mark Briscoe as well. That's true. Yes. You 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 could have two uh dogs in this fight. And uh somebody picked up Dalton Castle, I remember. Uh Commander Lee Johnson, Lee Moriarty not owned. So we'll see. And Shane Taylor, I don't believe is owned either. So we'll see in our fantasy wrestling league how this match shakes out. Tom, you get the first pick on the main event. Uh, the women's title match, Athena versus her former minion in training, Billy Starks. Yeah, so arguably the MVP of Ring of Honor for the last year plus has been Athena. And I think it's criminally um, unfortunate that unless you're a Ring of Honor fan and a diehard and you have continued to be loyal blindingly, you're the only ones that know this. Uh, I think you and I know this because of what we followed, but clearly we've admitted we're not watching this, right? So we're not, we haven't seen all of these things. We're, we're peripherally aware of what's gone on. But this story has been telling itself for a long time. And what a great opportunity for Athena to pass the torch, celebrate a fantastic women's title reign when, when we thought there were people before that would have already dethroned her. But Billy Starks is a future star. This is a chance for her to take this and 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 move even quicker. It's akin to like, again, if Nick Wayne wasn't part of the patriarchy, I'd love to see Nick Wayne and his survival of the fittest and have him have that platform as the one of our TV champions. Because again, to me, you got the Billy Starks's, the Nick Wayne's, the Jordan Oliver's, and there's a couple of other young talent that are going to be the people we're talking about for the next eight to 12 years across the professional wrestling landscape. Interestingly enough, Athena defended the title a year ago against Mar Mercedes Martinez, which is um, the person that, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Mercedes come into Ring of Honor when the acquisition happened as the champion, or did she win it right away? Uh, she came in as the champion. Okay, yeah, right. So, so like, so that 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 was a torch passing, whether we knew it at the time or not. And then Athena has had this again, really strong reign, lots of proving ground wins, lots of title defenses, some really great matches. I think whatever the last pay per view was, and was it against maybe Willow or somebody else? I think that was like heralded as like one of the best Ring of Honor women's matches, if not one of the best women's matches um, of this year, if not you know, in the last five years. So all of that being said, kudos to Athena, kudos to her finding this spot and being given this platform because I think after she left NXT, she never got the chance in WWE and there was a lot of other factors, I think, involved there. Uh, but to, to now promote and put Billy Starks in this spot is where is where we find ourselves. So Billy Starks wins the Ring of Honor women's title tonight. Yeah, Billy Starks winning the, the women's title, and especially in the fact that they put it in the main event spot, uh, which it deserves because you don't have Eddie Kingston on this because he's in the Continental Classic. and You don't have MJF and Adam Cole. You don't have MJF and Adam Cole. And, and of course, in a weird way, uh, and you and I have talked about this a little bit, like 
they keep announcing Eddie Kingston as the Ring of Honor World Champion and then NJPW Strong World Champion. And yet, Nigel McGuinness made a really good point that in a lot of ways, Eddie Kingston has really vacated those titles and the winner of this tournament has declared the Triple Crown Champion of those three. But they do keep referring to him as the champion. So, Annette, you have not lost those title points. Um, but um, in our Fantasy Wrestling League, because it's a really weird situation they've done with those belts. Um, now, I don't... They could have just had... Kingston and and one of his Continental Classic matches here, you know, on final battle, and and I suppose they could have put the titles online. Although that would have been weird, since originally we talked about before. Originally, I thought I understood that Eddie Kingston was going to be defending his titles in each of his matches. Obviously, that was not how it played out. Which, for storyline telling, is probably better because either you're that would just telegraph that Kingston wasn't going to lose throughout the round robin, or you're flipping the titles, you know, all over the place. And, and that could get confusing. So I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't do that in a lot of ways. Um, but yet they said they were going to, and then didn't explain why they didn't. So continuity folks. Um, but anyways, all of that isn't here. That doesn't matter. Athena, Billy Starks is it's deserving of the main event. They've been telling this story for a long time in ring of honor. And I think this is Billy Starks coming out party as far as, you know, be in the Ring of Honor Women's World Champion and and hopefully having a really good reign. And I don't think it's going to, I think Athena will be just fine. I think it'll be interesting to see, does Athena stay in Ring of Honor or do they slide her over to AEW and start doing some things with her there? If they do that, I just don't want to see her get lost in the shuffle. Because as you said, I don't even think it's arguable. She's been the Ring of Honor MVP um, for the last year or more. Um, and has been awesome in her role as a character and in the ring. So, uh, this should be really good. I'm glad they're getting the main event. And Billy Starks uh, is my pick. So running down, we are chalk all the way down. We have the same picks, which means I will retain my one match lead going into World's End. And World's End will decide it. World's, World's End will be will be the end for one of us. It, it will be. Um, and and we're gonna have we're gonna have to be creative because. I'm going to be the underdog in that when we make those picks again, follow us on Twitter for that. When those do come out later this month, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to risk something. You probably are. Maybe we'll have to connect on, uh, we've done this once or twice before, connect on messenger and maybe make back and forth uh, picks between ourselves just so that we, we can do that. And and it gives you the opportunity to be strategic if you need to be uh, well, and you do need to be because you're going to be behind going into the show. So you will need to be strategic at some point. Um, but that, I guess, uh, you know, we'll just jump uh, to to what we need to talk about as well with all of you. Uh, and does that sound like a good segue for you, Tom? <laughs> we have something we need to talk about with you. Would you come sit down? We, we need to talk. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that is uh, that Tom and I have made the decision uh, that today uh, is going to be the last episode of Two Spot Monkeys. Um, and that may come as a surprise, or maybe it won't. I don't know um, to some folks. Uh, but uh, as we talked, um, life gets in the way a lot of our recording. And we know that doing this podcast, um, the only way if we want a podcast, a podcast, this podcast, any podcast, um, to grow and all of that, you know, is consistency, obviously. Um, and, and so there's that piece. And there's just, you know time and and what we both have going on in our lives uh we started this iteration of the podcast in 2020 during the pandemic uh somewhat as an outlet for other people to hear something and also for tom and i to have something to do um yeah, it, was an outlet, it was an outlet for us right um 
you know, this is the second iteration of Two Spot Monkeys. We also had a blog and then a podcast early um, back in, I have the blog up here, uh, in the earlier 2000s. We ended that one in 2014. Um, and then six years later, I uh, came back uh, and 129 episodes later um, are, are drawing to a close. And I see a a teary face uh, in the comments from Annette. Um, and I'm glad you're listening live, Annette, as we're able to talk, because we've, we've said before, we really do mean it. Annette's like our number one listener. Um, she's often on with the live on, on Friday mornings when we record. And uh, we really, really appreciate that, Annette, and appreciate everybody uh, who listens. Um, so, Tom, I've said a lot. I just kind of want to turn it over to you as well um, to say Anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what to say, right? So, uh, I, I number one, I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate this opportunity and the platform. Uh, we have connected for 129 weeks, and those have been amazing weeks and fun weeks and a good break from the regular reality uh, of our lives and of our worlds. And thankful for pro wrestling, but more thankful for you as a friend and for the connection that we have here to not just demonstrate our friendship, but also connect around. Pro wrestling, fantasy wrestling, football, whatever else we've covered in the last 129 episodes. Um, so yeah, so again, bittersweet that we are kind of bringing it to a close today. But you named it really well, and I think the last six months was was more of an indicator for me than anything. The inconsistency that we've had to find ourselves in over the last six months. I don't see that changing, and it's not fair to people who do spend their time and look forward to this. And again, I know that's a small few, but thank you to you, Annette, thank you, Glenn, thank you, Rob, thank you, anyone else, Greg, Great. thank you. Um, yeah, so just we appreciate that you've uh, been on this journey with us and um, Jim and I are gonna just remain amazing friends regardless of a two spot monkeys platform um, and, uh, and our love for prof professional wrestling doesn't subside just because I don't get a chance to talk about it with one of my best friends every week. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and same to you, man, you know how I feel about you and our friendship. And, uh, and we were clear to say that back in 2014, I remember in the blog announcement we made. Um, and, and so let's just be crystal clear. You know, this is not any indication at all of Tom and I's friendship. You know, this isn't the rockers breaking up. Nobody's going through a barbershop window. Um, but uh, I mean, there's a window right behind Tom. So if there was going to be a heel turn, you know, it could happen. But uh, super kick from Nebraska. But um, but yeah, absolutely no indication, uh, no nothing, no problem there. Uh, just a matter of time. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss doing this on Friday mornings. Uh, I have an idea that I'll talk to you about offline really fast uh, when we sign off. But um, as far as that goes, but um, you know, I look back in 129 episodes of this podcast. I don't have numbers on the blog and, and all of that that we did uh, with our head-to-head. -head. I should say, really quick note, not that everybody cares about this in this moment, but uh, we are still going to make those World's End head-to-head -head picks, and we will uh, finish up the head-to-head -head, uh, for this round, and uh, and Tom will be buying me a figure after I beat him. So don't worry about it. It'll still happen. Um, for, for all who are concerned for Jim's figure collection. Right, which is gotten out of control down here in this room but uh i won't i won't spin around because it's a uh, it's a disaster right now in this man cave uh, but in our previous iteration we actually had a chance um 
to do some interviews, which was pretty cool. We a lot of them were text based, and then we actually got it got to be on the phone um, through a, a platform called TalkShoe that we used at that point uh, to record. Um, which I looked, and it looks like our old episodes are gone from TalkShoe, which is too bad. But um, we we interviewed at least, um, and I know there were some others that were on the podcast version that don't show up here. But we interviewed Gabe Sapolsky uh, three different times. Uh, we interviewed uh, Michael Elgin. Uh, whoops, sorry. Well, that came up in my in like my Facebook memories in the last yeah, like week yeah, or so, and I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, that didn't age well. <laughs> yeah, whoops. Uh, we interviewed Johnny Gargano. We interviewed Red Titus, John Davis, Mike Kingston uh, from Headlocked, and. Quick shout out here on the last episode, but if you have not checked out Headlocked uh, comic book series, uh, pro wrestling and drama series, shout out to Mike Kingston. Go check it out. Headlocked, I believe it's headlockcomic.com, but just Google Headlock Comic um, and you'll find his stuff. Um, awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, Eddie Edwards, uh, Mike Quackenbush. Yeah, that one didn't age well either. Um, <laughs> Adam Cole, baby. AR Fox. And we, we, I believe it looks like we did a text one with AR Fox. And then we did an audio interview with AR Fox that I remember being the weirdest interview I had ever been a part of in any way. Cause like there were sirens going on. He was yelling at people off the porch. Like it was so weird. I wish I could find the audio to that one. Um, we got to text interview Kevin Steen, which I think uh, was easily our most viewed interview, like tens of thousands of views, like crazy, crazy. Um, we got to interview Davey Richards. I guess that one didn't air as well, or age as well either. Samurai Del Sol, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, ACH, Sammy Callahan, and Ophidian um, all were uh, people that we at least text interviewed, emailed with, um, which was, that was fun. And it's just fun to hear those names and see how many of them have gone on to be, you know, I mean, Kevin Steen, world champion, Adam Cole, world champion, um, you know. Roderick Strong yelling everybody's name at them on AEW. Um, I have seen just the beginning of Dynamite and him yelling, Samoa! Samoa! <laughs> I Look, I'm, I'm ready for that part of the character to be done, but that one was funny. I, that was at least like Samoa is his first name. Well, and then the best part when he goes, Joe. Like, Joe. And, and right, Joe right. Is Samoa, like, Samoa. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> um, I, Roderick, tip of the cap to you, man. You've made that work. Well, and, uh, anyway. and I'm glad you I'm glad you walked down some of those names because some of them I hadn't recalled that we had. Like I, I I if you had said, did we interview Roderick Strong? I'd have been like, no. Like Eddie Edwards, Dave Richards, those, but Roddy. That's cool that we did Roddy. Um so yeah, and, and big, big, big again, we're in reflecting back on that, which I know we sunset that a long time ago, but Gabe Sapolsky was always incredibly uh yes. um generous with his time and making connections. Also uh Ross who used to work for Ring of Honor prior to Sinclair closing um, and, and back to the original Ring of Honor, Ross was always incredibly helpful in making connections for us um, with a lot of those talents um, because we were, we were, we were excited to speak to them and, and engage with them, but also promote and give them an opportunity. Um, you know, going back to the old school Ring of Honor, I'm pretty sure like whatever the newswire evolved into, like our, we had some of our, our, our interviews linked in, in their, like in their media. So pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that was. And and Judge Jeff Jones actually was a connection for us right at the end of that, um, as I think Sinclair took over in that time frame, if I remember right. Um, he was a connection for us as well. But but Ross and Gabe especially um, were, were huge and, and giving. And um, I mean, I believe it was Ross who helped get us Kevin Steen, which 
you know, that was while he was feuding with Chikara. The first place he ever made the Bumblebee comment uh, that he was going to wear a mask and be Bumblebee, um, which he later did then in a promo, was on our site. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, he, he had closed his email to us with, if there's ever anything else I can do for you guys, let me know. Because if you haven't had a chance to meet Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen, he is one of the most genuinely nice guys in the wrestling industry. Um, I, I met him at a meet and greet once and I've heard it numerous times, but he really was, he was totally giving, it was at that Chikara ring of honor show in Chicago. Um, and it was partially his character because he was against the whole working with Chikara thing. Um, but they had meet and greets going on where it was 10 bucks or 20 bucks to get your autograph or your picture or whatever. And Steen comes out carrying a table at intermission and says, I'm doing signings for free. Come with me. And so I got a picture with him, which I don't even know where it is anymore. Probably on a phone. I don't own, but, um, Yeah super cool guy but anyways that was the first place he had done it he said if we ever needed anything let him know we tried to email him a couple times he didn't reply but that's okay he's a busy guy um because i thought it would be fun to get him connected with our our blog and our our podcast in some way and it didn't ever pan out in anything but that's fine um but as we draw this to a close um seriously as tom said and i and i've said thank you to anybody who gave us a minute of your time much less 129 episodes um which some of you listen to every single one of them. Um, on a personal note, this bot, this podcast, uh, there is an there's a episode uh, from I believe early September, or late August, uh, probably early September of 2020, um, after my brother passed. Um, it's the only one I think that is not on YouTube because I chose not to put the video up uh, for that one, but we just left the audio um, that you can still go back to where we reminisce about my brother when I lost him um, and and what wrestling meant uh, to he, he and I and. Tom had gotten to know Ted as well, so his memories as well. So it's been therapeutic for me um, in in some ways. Um, obviously, we connected a year ago around the, the passing of my mom as well um, when we could. And so it's been therapeutic in that way. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, it's never felt like work, like and, and which is good because we've made exactly zero dollars at this ever, um, nor did we set out to make any money with it. But um, so it's good that it didn't feel like work because work you should get paid for. Um, so... Um, who knows, you know, some iteration of listening or hearing or seeing Tom and I spout off about wrestling may happen again in the future sometime. I, there's no plan for that, but who knows what the future holds. But uh, at this point, it feels like the right time to just uh, draw it to a close and, and, and say goodbyes for now. I think most everybody who listens to this already is connected with us personally. Um, but if there is somebody listening to this and you're not like friends with us on Facebook or, or something like that, um, you know, reach out to us, twospotmonkeys at gmail.com is an email address. We're, out, we're still on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and, and we'd be happy to connect with you and, and talk pro wrestling at any point. Um, you know, if there are, but I think, I think we're right that most of the people who listen are people we're already friends with. Um, and that's okay. And that's been good. And we appreciate anybody who's given us even a minute of your time, um, along this journey. Tom, anything else to say before we, uh, Bring her to a close. Yeah, no, you nailed it on the head there. And I appreciate uh, what 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 an amazing uh, capstone uh, with this episode. I did research. You did research. I mean, <laughs> we've, we've shown we've shown the people in the last 20 minutes what they could have had. We've given them what they deserve. So what a way, what a way to go out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. Uh, the title of this episode is Monkeys of Honor Forever because Ring of Honor has been, uh, it's how Tom and I met. Um, you know, we're closing out our last episode with Final Battle, which just seems apropos. 
Um, and uh, but we will still have World Ten picks, as we said on Twitter. So um, I just thought Monkeys of Honor Forever seemed like the right title for this episode uh, to close it out. So again, thank you all so much, um, and connect with us, stay connected with us. You know, Tom and I aren't going anywhere. We're just not recording a podcast. That's all. So um, please do connect with us and and talk wrestling, talk whatever you want. We'd love to hear from you. So thank you guys, and we'll talk to you later. Peace and be well, everyone. Thank you.